we just literally finished the mid-season finale of season nine of The Walking Dead. So this entire episode is going to be The Walking Dead focused. Um, we're full spoilers everywhere for every season. The comics too. I'll throw in some comic stuff as, as you know, I have the, the comics background a little bit. And uh, we've never, we talked about this a little bit last episode. We've, we've talked a lot about The Walking Dead together, but never really focused on it on the show. And we might be, you know, two or three years too late to, to really dive into it on a, on a podcast. But, you know, this is, this is, this is our show as, as much as it's ever going to be, right? Us talking about stuff that we want to talk about uh, together. That's it. And I don't know how much we've ever really talked about the walking dead in person together. It was mostly, true. mostly like on Slack. Actually, it wasn't on Slack. It was actually an iMessage. Back in the day, yeah. It was pre-Slack. Pre-Slack, pre-show. When I I caught up. I will say, for anyone who has not watched any of The Walking Dead and is still listening for some reason to this point, that I I don't know if it's worth watching all nine episodes of The Walking Dead necessarily. All nine seasons. All nine seasons, thank you. I think it's it's definitely worth watching at least like the first four five man shots fired already <laughs> at, at least at least it it I mean it is not as good and very few shows could be well here we go very few shows throwing nine, down the gauntlet early I mean you're you're the believer in the five seasons is that right the the five season rule my drama rule the five for, season yeah. rule we 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 talked about this early yeah on. the the theory is and I don't remember where I heard this but that the perfect number of seasons for any scripted drama is five seasons because you don't stay too long, you don't wear out your welcome, and uh, you know you, it's the, kind of the perfect amount of time to tell a good story. Case in point, Breaking Bad. That's all you got to say about that. And Lost minus the season. Well, yeah, well, we were talking about that. If you subtract season three of Lost, which is when it, you know, before they had announced an end game. And they just were kind of rambling a little bit. If you subtract that one season, then I feel like it would be a much tighter story. And that was season three for Lost. Interesting thing is that I kind of feel like The Walking Dead could use a we're only going to 11 or 12. Like, even if it's still far out there, because Lost obviously didn't say like next season's our last one. No. Right. They said, well, we got three more seasons and then we're done. You know? Yeah. That's that is the challenge of. The Walking Dead as both a show, a TV show, and as a comics, uh, you know, series because that is the essence of the show. It's a show <laughs> to kind of go a little Seinfeld here. It's it's a show about nothing almost because there's there's no end game in mind. There's no there's no hey we're gonna find a cure and solve the world. There is none of that. The whole point of the series is this is a group of survivors and you're just following their story of survival and that's it. Like or, or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> Most often P- not. P- potential survival. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently who uh, she watched, I think like the first two seasons and started to watch the third season. But she has a really hard time with, with gore, like to the point where she'll get physically sick and, and even has fainted before. And 
you know, if you have if you have those issues, this is not a show for you to watch. And she soon realized that and stopped watching it. But we were having a discussion the other day um, about some big events that happened in season nine that, that we're going to go into um, and how there's really very few people left from that original season. In fact, I'd say, I mean, just thinking kind of off the top of my head, I think there's only two, what, two people that are still around from, from season one, Carol and, uh, and Daryl. And Daryl. So if your name rhymes yeah. with Errol, then uh, you had a good shot of surviving. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not the case at all in the comics. So it's, this show to me, first of all, you, you know, your statement about it's probably not worth it to watch all nine seasons. I'm kind of the exact opposite. Like if you're in, you're in, you know, there's that element of it. But I, I guess I guess I say that especially to someone who's like, well, if I haven't started yet, too much to I'm not to catch getting, up. I'm not getting nine seasons in. Yeah. And w- what I would say is that you you can you could get in four seasons and then if you just feel like I've, I've enjoyed it, this has been good because those are great seasons. Those those initial seasons. I mean, all of them. Five five is kind of different, um, but especially those first four are are really good. And the first one's only six episodes, so it's almost like barely a season. Yeah, um, it's half almost half a season really. And now even season two, I think, is only like thirteen episodes. Correct. Before they got into the cadence that they're in now so season three on 16 episodes split up basically into little half seasons you've got your eight episodes in the fall and then eight episodes in the in the spring yes and so um we're going i mean we're gonna kind of be a little little all over the place we're gonna we're gonna start off talking about kind of our history with the show um and how we kind of fell into it um and then we're gonna focus a lot on on season nine but those are kind of very limited guardrails. I imagine we're just going to be all over the place, but this is all, it's all walking dead to, to tonight. No, um, you know, we might accidentally talk about an iPad here or there, but probably not. It's probably just all walking dead talk tonight. Um, I'll start. So this was, this is an example of a show that Netflix really played a factor in, um, for me. And, I don't even really remember how I came across it. I think I just had heard people, you know, maybe talking about it a little bit, um, but it certainly wasn't the behemoth that it would eventually become. Um, Cause at the time, only the first two seasons were on Netflix. And I think season three was about to start airing when I, when I started watching it. So I wasn't, I wasn't too far behind. Like you said, it's, it wasn't as uh you know, it wasn't as high a mountain to have to climb to to catch up and 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 get all in with the show. Just those first two two seasons, which you know is what nineteen episodes. You could knock that out in a in a, in a weekend, probably. Right. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're really going to be productive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, the, for the record, it's not it's not a Netflix show. It's an AMC show. But right, once the season is no longer the current season, then it all goes. To Netflix, so yeah. that's, w- that's definitely the easiest place to. What I was trying to say about that is that this is a show for me where Netflix really, you know, made it easy to jump in and catch up and and then just you know be all in with the show. And I remember watching the the premiere one night. I was at home by myself, and uh, which that was a mistake. You know, that the first episode's really creepy. I mean, when you think about uh, just the story of Rick. Um, he's, he's a police officer and, and he has this accident, you know, 
in the in the line of fire or whatever and wakes up in a hospital and some time has passed you don't really know how much time has passed you have some visual clues like he's got some flowers uh, by his um you know by his, his bedside that have decayed and and all that um but that that hospital scene is really it's really unnerving not to mention the opening scene of of the whole series is him you know walking around this field it's kind of like a little flash forward because they come back later but um, you know, him walking around this field looking for gas and runs into this this girl who has turned into this young girl who has turned into a zombie and you know he 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 puts her down. I mean that kind of that sets the stage for what this show <laughs> and and what in true to form to the comics, what this story is. It's just a brutal story about people put in these horrible situations that have to do whatever it takes to to try and survive. And you see a wide variety across the entire story of people who can do that and who can't do that. And just, there's always that friction going on uh, between the, the, the characters of like, well, what's too far and um, you know, who has what it really takes to, to, uh, to stick around. And um, I guess it was kind of like my first real zombie show that I, I, I've never really been into like zombie movies or anything like that. So it was kind of surprising to me that it was something I was interested in and, and picked up on and, and enjoyed. And so I watched those first two seasons very quickly. Um, and I started to watch uh, season three as it was airing. And so from that point on, it was, you know, I was, I was in the, in the mix of it as it was happening week to week and, and watching that way. After I finished the first two seasons, I went back and started reading the comics and now the comics were way, way far ahead of where the TV show was and, and still are pretty, you know, a, a decent amount ahead of, of where the TV show has been. Although the TV show, I feel like in the last few years has, has kind of accelerated the pace a little bit and has gotten a lot closer to where they are. I, I feel like personally in the comics, although I will say I'm about 10 issues behind. So I, I, I don't, I haven't been able to see quite as far into the crystal ball as I normally have. I still feel like I have a good idea of where the this show is going in in season nine. But quick question, yeah. not to interrupt too much, but it is the the time jump that there is between season eight and season nine, and then in the middle of another time of jump, the first half of season nine. Are those do those time jumps exist in the comics, or is there more that fills in that it, time in between? It does, but it's it does exist, but not in the exact same way they did it. Okay. So from season eight to season nine, I think they, I think they stated it was like 18 months approximately, um, between those two seasons. And, um, in the comics, there is a big time jump after the all out war with Negan and the saviors. There's a two year time jump. So, and where they pick up is really where the second time jump in season nine picks up. Hmm. But that second time jump in season nine is like six years, you know? So it's, it's kind they kind of do it, but they mix things up a little bit this season, which has been pretty surprising. <laughs> I mean, there's been some really big surprises of things they've done and, and then some little things like that that they've played around with the timeline a bit and didn't do it exactly like they did in the comics. And so um, I'm a little confused. They've even pulled some stuff in before that second time jump that happened way after... In, uh, the timeline has gotten a lot more confusing on the show compared to 
kind of how things happen in the comics, but they're for the most part still true to form in, in the, the overall storyline. It might be different people. And that happens all the time throughout the TV show of very similar things happen, but maybe the people that are involved are different. Um, or maybe a character is kind of like a combination of characters from the comics. There's, and, and then, you know, as, as the show goes on longer and longer, there are people alive in the show that aren't alive in the comics there, and vice versa. There are people still alive in the comics that aren't alive in the show. Uh, so they kind of mix around. But, but for the most part, the storylines stay the same. There haven't been, that I can recall, that many original storylines in the show that didn't happen in the comics. There are certainly some prominent ones um, and, and some things they do that maybe like little detours where they have kind of a new story or maybe a slightly different take on it. Uh, but for the most part, they stay pretty true to the comics. They just, you know, because of the nature of people coming and going in the show, it has to change a little bit at times. Yeah. But they do do the time jump in the comics, but it's, it's just one time jump two years into the future after the war. Um, and so that was, that's why the start of season nine was a little, um, confusing to me because they do this little time jump, but the stuff that you would expect to come after that time jump don't happen in those first five episodes. That being because the first five episodes are really about, you know, saying, saying goodbye to Rick and, and that, and they, they came out and were very, uh, forthright about that before the, the season aired that, you know, Hey, this season is going to be, uh, uh, Andrew Lincoln's last season. And, um, and I don't remember if they ever came out and said like how many episodes he was going to be in. I remember watching episode four of this season. And of course it ends on this big, you know, cliffhanger with him, you know, getting hurt and seeming like he's done for. Uh, and then the, the previews for the next one, you know, they very prominently said Rick's last episode. And I was shocked because I had no idea. I thought he was going to be the whole eight episodes. I, I just, I wasn't paying as close attention as I normally do. Yeah. And so that kind of that kind of threw me off. But yeah, we'll get there. So so you've been watching it episode by episode as as aired or soon after it's aired since season three. Since season three, yeah. Time. I will say the first two seasons I watched with no idea of what 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 happened in the comics. Mm -hmm. Um so the first two seasons for me were a fresh story had no kind of tip of the cap of, of what was coming or uh, who might show up, you know, n none of that. But between season two and three, I started reading the comics and actually got out in front of the storyline of season three before season three started. And so essentially since season three, I've always been ahead of the story in the, in the comics and have been aware of just broad strokes, what, what would be coming at some point. And so you know, you talk about the first four seasons being really solid. Um, I don't know if I, if I feel the same way, but I think some of it might be tainted by the fact that I really like the first two seasons. Um, season three, it's really season three for me that I don't like as much. Um, but I, I don't know how much of that is because I started reading the comics and I've always told people that I feel like the show does the first Basically, everything up into the prison, I feel like the show does better. But once we get to the prison and, and like what transpires there and, and what happens after, all the way up until I would say they get to Alexandria, I kind of I feel like I like what the comics do better. 
than than what the show did. And then I'd say the last two and a half seasons, since they've gotten to Alexandria and that whole storyline with, with Negan and all that, it's it's been very true to form with what happens in the comics. But I just feel like maybe the comics executed a little better because, you know, there's only so much you can do on the TV show, even if, even with it being on AMC, that a character like Negan is really hard to pull off on a TV show. And if you look at the numbers and the way things have played out in viewership, I mean, really since he arrived, that's when things have really started to go downhill for the show in terms of it's, it's never really been able to get recapture that the heights, the great heights that it was at in terms of viewership it still does really well when you compare it to, to other shows. But when you compare it to itself from years prior, it's, it's, it's just not the, the behemoth that it used to be. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder how much of that is inevitable when you go into a seventh and eighth and now yeah, ninth right? season. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you could look at some, I mean, Obviously, there's not that many shows that have gone ER, nine seasons like and have, Grey's Anatomy, right? All these are, doctor shows, which are completely different shows, <laughs> right? 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 And which, interestingly, to season nine especially, like you've watched more Grey's than you ever care to in your life. I know. <laughs> yes. And I, I share that plight. Um, and they've they've gone with like a completely different oh, cast yeah. of characters right. a couple times, maybe even now. They've and, had several reboots. It yeah, seems. yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're going to go with that long, yeah. You kind of have to at some point. And that's where things get hard for someone. I think that if, if, you, if you cared enough to read all the comics, then, you know, you're going to care enough to stick around with the show, regardless of what it starts to become. I, I mean, maybe I'm just a little crazy in that, in that regard. I mean, I'm in. Like, I'm watching the show. To me, it, it's not as... I don't know how to really put this. I feel like people just think it's so much worse than it used to be and maybe i just maybe it is and i just don't see it because i'm just i'm locked in no matter what like at this point i'm gonna keep watching until it's it's until it's over because i've given so much time to it so i will say and then i'll and then i'll get into a little bit of my background which dovetails with yours in yes a, in a lot of ways um i don't know if dovetails the right word there but let's just go with it i i will i will say so you got Three episodes behind. You watch six, seven, and eight today. Is that right? Or you watch six recently? I watched seven and eight today. Okay, I'd watched six. So, I, you know, I was up to date with with Rick and watched his final episode, and then, um, I think it was probably a week or so late on the first episode post Rick, mm-hmm. and then the last two episodes, I've just you know with traveling, Thanksgiving, all that crazy stuff. Right. I just kind of let them build up and and hadn't hadn't finished them until. We decided we were going to talk about, <laughs> about so, this today. With that being said, has that been normal in previous seasons? No, as well because I will say for myself that I'm in, and especially now that I just have to, I just have to take it a bite at a time, an episode at a time, and I'm not trying to catch up, a bite at a time, right? <laughs> that it's not a big ask to watch 50 minutes, yeah, of of a television show that even even at a lesser level than maybe it previously was is still a good show and still enjoyable. And I still want to see where it goes. And I still enjoy a lot of the characters um, that are, that are there. I will say though, maybe it is a little telling though, that I, you know, post Rick Grimes, I I had a hard time getting back to the, to the show in a timely manner. That's what I'm saying. And 
and yeah, we're going to get into that because that is that that is one change that does concern me long term about how much longer the show can go. Um I feel like they've kind of hinted at some things. Uh I mean, the show really can go on for several more seasons because there's several more seasons worth of content and the the comics have no end date in sight. You know, so as long as a certain number of viewers are there and it's still a viable show for AMC, I I think it can continue for a long time. Uh but it's not the same show without certain characters. Um and the comics they don't have this problem <laughs> that you do when you're trying to make a show that's gone on for more than a decade of people want to go and do other things. They want to be free of that that TV schedule and um so that that's hard for me because you know Rick Grimes is still in the comics and Carl Grimes is still in the comics and that is that's their story like it's about them and now that both of these characters are gone and, and the show is still continuing yeah it it might be a little bit the draw for me to keep up and and stay in as quickly as I normally would I guess it, I guess I've kind of you know shown that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not staying on it as tightly as I normally would but we'll just a lot of that has to do with we've had some some crazy, crazy busy times the last you know month or so. Of course, but. well there's there's that too. Yes, yeah, I mean, so you were you were a different person with a different life back <laughs> when there were only two right. or three seasons of thinking, The Walking Dead. I was thinking about that because that would have been what like 2008, Halloween, really? Halloween, 2010. Okay, 2010. Yeah, yeah. So when when the show started, and probably when I started watching it. I only I think I only had one child at the time, at the time and you know two children later it's it's difficult TV time is really hard for parents of of young children I would say and Sunday night is really my prime time for for watching stuff well and it's particularly difficult I find this to be true for me and I don't know if, if you would echo this it's particularly difficult for a show that you solely watch yes and Brittany in your case Blair and mine don't watch and don't want to watch and won't watch. Yeah. No desire. Then right, you've got to you've got to find like an even more not just separate from the kids, but also a, a different type of time. My wife, I love her. She's been on a Hallmark movie kick the last. She's been watching the Hallmark channel basically the entire month of December. And that that adequately sums up the type of content she likes to consume. Nothing bad ever happens. I mean, I guess bad things happen to some of these characters sometimes, you know, like they're orphaned or they're, you know, whatever. They've lost their true love. Or their man leaves them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's The man that was the one. Yeah, that's primarily what happens in those shows. But then they always come out, uh, you know, in a, in a better situation in the end. That is not The Walking Dead <laughs> at all. Um, you know, this is a show that... Things just get progressively worse every episode. There are very few wins. It's just soul-crushingly bleak almost all the time. And then anytime there is an a, a episode or two of some uplifting manner, you just know that <laughs> the rug's about to get pulled out from underneath you. And that's just not something that, that Brittany wants to consume ever. So tell me, I watched, I guess, what was it around... Maybe season six was out at the time when you started to to try and 
What made you decide you wanted to even watch this show? Certainly, you played a role. I mean, there were obviously just a number of people, um, you and our manager at the time, Wes, and a number of other people that were interested in the show, and you guys would always have something to say about it um, after the episode had come out that the Sunday night before we came in on Monday. And it just, you know, you guys were continually interested in it and it just sounded interesting. Like you, I've never really been into zombies or all the other, uh, you know, zombie media that, that it seems like there was a whole lot more of it, you know, um, back in the, back in the twilight days. Those are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and werewolves. You know, you know. Same thing. Same, same thing. Uh, but anyways, so... I guess I always, it always sounded interesting to me. I don't really remember what sparked it. Um, you just gave it a try. You, know, you watched I, the first episode and it was good. I watched the first episode. And actually, speaking of the episode, the first episode being creepy, which it is, I actually started watching it on my lunch break when we were in building 20 in one of our stints over there when we were, they were remodeling over here in this building that we're in right now. And, uh, it was just in, I mean, I was like alone on my lunch break. Lights were on, thankfully. Probably felt like that hospital But a just in bit. the cavernous warehouse that is Building 20. And yes, it was, it was not far off from the hospital that Derek Grimes is trying to escape from. Various dead things on the floor and other, you know. Absolutely. Dead bugs everywhere. <laughs> so that was, that was an interesting place to start, to start watching it. And it's interesting to me how, what things are shocking when you start watching the series, I don't know if this is true for you. And then what things you just become totally desensitized to. Whereas like, like when he shoots the girl in the head, I'm just like, you're shooting people in the head. Is that what? Well, the dead girl, no, no, the no, zombified but, girl, but obviously he walks up to her with, with her back towards him. Yeah. And she just and looks like know. she's a little girl. Yeah. And, and, and you know what the show is about. So you just think, Here's a girl that needs help because he's gonna help her. Yeah, he's a police she's, officer. She's been deserted in this in this apocalypse, just like him. So an interesting start. And then she turns around, and you go from one split second realizing she's the undead, and the next second she's been shot in the head. And you can see the look on his face too. Right, it just really stands out that that opening scene of the show because it's like he doesn't want to do this. And there's nothing else to be done, right? I yeah, mean, it's, it's far from old hat at this point. I mean, I think that may have been. It's not the first because that's when he's headed out of town, right? Yeah, but it's kind of the first time that he's all alone and, um, yeah, and just pegging, pegging zombies in the head. It tells you they look, they yeah. look human, you know, because especially early on, then the zombies were not as degraded as degraded, right? So they looked a lot more human than they end up looking, and it even it kind of just becomes this, this other thing later on down the road where like zombies just look grimy and nasty, not human. They look more like monsters at yes. that point. Than, yes, than, definitely. Than and, and let's just be honest, the makeup budget has been, you know, raised up probably a couple orders of magnitude, you know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cause you proved yourself. And I mean, it's kind of amazing what they did just that first season and second season, even um, with, with the budget that they, presumably had and the just the hordes of zombies that they would still have that were completely decked out and and, and true to true to form 
But they definitely come out, you know, guns blazing. Yes. That, that opening scene. And, yes. And like you said, <laughs> they let you know exactly what type of show this is. And it's it's just brutal. Right, oh, yeah. right from the start. Oh, so yeah. you how many seasons did you were on Netflix when you started watching? So uh there were five seasons on Netflix when I started. Um okay. so because it was December of 2015. So it was the middle of the the season six run. And I started watching it at like the beginning of December. And I, I think I finished it. I think I finished it in time for the mid season. It didn't take me long. I think, <laughs> I think I finished it in about six or seven weeks. This was right around 70 episodes, give or take, because it's 67 episodes of the first five seasons. But then I also had to get that first half of the, of the sixth season, which I got in the AMC app for because it wasn't yet on Netflix because it was still the current season. Thank you, AMC. Thank you. And so, I mean, I just hauled through because I loved it. I mean, it's just, it's a great story with great characters. It was also really interesting being able to continually continue communication with you about it while I was, while I was watching it and you would, you wouldn't. I try hard I not to give had, anything away. You may have spoiled like one thing, but I don't even remember what it was. So it obviously wasn't that bad. But you were very good about not spoiling things. But sometimes you would say something that was not not a spoiler unless you knew it, what was going to happen. But then as soon as it happened, I was <laughs> like, like oh, oh, that's a sneaky comment, Levi. <laughs> and then you would. I mean, the really interesting stuff because I haven't read any of the comics, and I I think I will at some point. But I kind of I wonder when I should at this point which is another conversation that we can certainly have perhaps, but I would let you know where I was and what I had just seen happen and what I thought about it. And then you would kind of let me know, yeah, the comics handled it this way. And yeah. you know, that happened to this character in the show, but it actually happened to this character. That was probably my favorite part of, of your whole journey was getting, finally having someone that I could just kind of just explode all this knowledge out and then talk about, uh, you know, how, how it was different in the comics. Oh, and, yeah. Cause that stuff, it, it's interesting to me. The it's almost like because the creator of the comics, Robert Kirkman, heavily involved in the show, right? I mean, he's an executive producer. Um, I think he's even written some of the episodes. Mm -hmm. He's heavily involved, and still to this day, right? He's a big part of it. So it's what's so cool to me about it is it's like he's got this second chance to tell the same story, and to me, that's so interesting because you have the creator there, and he's. His handprint is all over it. And when there are big changes, significant changes from the comics, that just intrigues me because it's like, well, you know, why did he want to do it differently here? You know, it's almost like he has this second chance to fix things, maybe. Like if he did something that he regrets from the comics, he he has an opportunity to kind of address it again and maybe do it slightly differently. And so that Anytime there is a difference, it's just so interesting to me to to see that. And the later we get in the show, I think some of the differences aren't really always in his control. You know, when people want to leave the show to go do other things, he can't he can't control that. Um, but still, it's still interesting to me to see when there are changes, and, and a lot of them, most of the time, especially the last few years, there have been some really big changes uh, from the comics. Who who was it that was killed by Negan? In the season seven, seven premiere of the comics, essentially. So in the comics, it's just Glenn. You know, so they... Because Abraham 
He wasn't even alive not at that even... point. In, in okay. The, yeah, in the show. He had died maybe a few issues earlier. Okay. Um, he gets killed by uh, Dwight with the arrow, which ends up being, I think, Denise. Mm-hmm. So yes. it still happens in the show, right. but it just happens to a different person. Um, and that gives them a little bit of leeway to, to do a little bit more extra, a little bit more extra, a little extra story with Abraham and with um, Rosita and with um, blanking on Sasha. Sasha, yeah. And so it wasn't like it gave them that much more time because, you know, only a few episodes later, he, he ends up getting it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an example of something that's interesting to me. It's like, okay, they they give especially because the way that death happens in the comics, it's so abrupt. I mean, they're just walking down the street, him and Eugene, and then an arrow just comes through his, his head and he's just gone. I mean, it's just done. Like you have no time to even think about what just happened. It's just done. Um, and so, to, you know, to do that to maybe a little lesser character and, and give Abraham this much more meaningful exit and give him time to kind of, have these this slightly more meaningful story with with you know Rosita and Sasha. I enjoyed that. That's probably one of the changes that doesn't seem like a big change on paper, but I feel like just gave a better payoff to that character because it's a pretty good character. I mean, he's interesting. He's he's rambunctious and kind of crazy, but uh, I think they handled him a lot better on the show than they did uh, in the comics. And to me, that's probably an example of a time when Kirkman was like, you know. Maybe I should kind of handle Abraham's exit a little little differently. Sometimes I think too, the character you just don't know how the characters are gonna come off on the show. And some of them are so different than they are in the comics. And I think a lot of that has to do with the actors they, they get to to play them. Uh, Abraham's a good example of that. Carol Carol is the, the ultimate example of that. She is such a different character in the comics than she is on the show, and she doesn't make it past the prison in the show she's just straight on looney tune town <laughs> in the comics and in the show she she has such a different story you know th- this whole thing with her husband and you could definitely tell there's probably like domestic abuse there and then she loses uh, her child in season two which that doesn't happen in the comics and and then this the the change that you see with her over time and she just becomes this crazy ba lady and just like literally becomes a little maybe you know sociopathic at, at times um she's probably the greatest example of what a radical difference you see on the show than you do from the comics and some of that too is as time has evolved she's kind of taken on other characters that aren't in the show anymore um she to me she kind of has become andrea in a way at certain points but then sasha kind of became andrea at certain points too but they kind of all start to blend and take on other characteristics of similar people in the in the comics that just aren't around anymore. But Carol Carol's the extreme example uh, of that. So yeah, in the that that's that's pretty much the critical point in the story, both on the show and in the comics, is that that moment when you first meet Negan and he's just kind of been built up this whole time, you know, little by little, uh, after they get to Alexandria and, and that's such a big shift for your group, right? Cause for most of the story, they're just getting by, right? They're trying to find a place, settle in and just barely getting by that whole fourth season after the prison. 
they're just on the road for that whole half of a season and That's season five. Well, season it's the back half of season four when when the when they leave the prison. Is it okay? I'm pretty sure because I think that mid season finale of season four is when the governor shows up with the tank at the prison. Huh, I, th- I thought that was the last half of season four, but I, I could be wrong. I, th- I think I think I'm I think I got that right. Because uh, at the end of season four is when they end up in Terminus, and that's where season five starts. Oh, you're right. And then I think by the midpoint of season five is when they start to find Alexandria, maybe. I, I can't remember the exact timeline there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're approached by Aaron. That whole Alexandria changes the game, right? It's finally a place where they can just kind of be for a while, right? And not have to, the, the scenery isn't constantly shifting like it has been up to that point of the story. And then Negan is just, he's the end-all be-all, right? I mean, he is the the ultimate villain, and he comes in and quickly dispatches of one of the original characters in the comics, someone that you, over time, you you just feel like certain people are safe, right? I mean, even though <laughs> people are hardly ever safe, and they they're they're not shy about killing off major characters on the show as well, but there are certain characters you feel like are safe, right? Rick, Carl, um, and and to me, I mean, uh, Glenn was one of those characters I thought was, eh, they're not going to do anything to him. And then that's the big ep- that's the big the the big issue in the comics. I think it's issue one hundred. So it was like, you know, they wanted to really make it a big splash. And they finally introduce Negan, and he promptly bashes in Glenn's head with a baseball bat. I mean, it's like the most brutal thing that could happen in front of all your other favorite characters, right? I mean, it's it's just so horrific. And I remember reading that in the comics and just being like, is this really happening? And then, of course, immediately my mind goes to, which I think at the time um, I would have still been in season three of of the show, just thinking, oh, my gosh, when they get to this point, in the in the show my first thought was are they gonna do this like will they have the guts to do this in the show i mean because the show is very brutal but this is like next level brutal and i think for people who are in the comics that's just that's such a seminal moment and so when it happens on the show like if you if you didn't know if you had no idea that something like that was coming I feel like that was just the turning point for a lot of people on the show where it was just like, this, this is just too much. Like, this is just too brutal. It's too bleak. I'm out. But to me, that's, that's just the, the, the emphasis of what the show is. I mean, like that, that just is the show. That's the story to me. And so I've never shied away from still wanting to watch it past that point. But I know it seems like when you look at the numbers, that's when a lot of people were just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this is just too much. And they do it differently on the show, right? They, they, you know, have it happen to two people instead of one. You know, I don't think they needed to really do that. I, I think, I think it definitely should have been Glenn. Uh, just, you know, because it's just such a big moment in the comics. I think for me, what I was really thinking, if they really wanted to be bold, it would have been Daryl because he's such a fan favorite. He's not in the comics at all. So he's like this giant wild card, the entire TV series, because you have no point of reference for him. If you're familiar with the comics, because he truly is nobody in the comics. I mean, he's not representative of anyone else. And so 
to me, him being such a fan favorite, I thought, man, if the show really wants to do this and really, but I think it would have been full on mutiny. Like if it, if it had happened to Daryl, I think they would have lost even more people. And, and I, I feel like they've, you know, they definitely lost some people with it being Glenn. Well, and it's interesting how much they telegraphed Rick's final episodes and then finally Rick's final episode. I mean, for a show that so much of it, not all of it, it's not like every single episode, some character dies, right? But it's every, every season, basically every half a season, I'd say. There's, there's significant deaths notable yeah. that that dies, and sometimes that's at the hand of zombies. Sometimes that's at the hand of other survivors. The later and later it gets in the story, the more the more the people are the threat at, at that point, right? Because if you're still alive at this point, you must be a threat to still be able to make it in this world. I mean, that's just kind of the reality. The longer they go. And, and yeah, the, the zombies kind of become less and less of a threat. They, they figure out better ways to deal with them, but then there's always this occasional moment where, you know, someone just gets a little too uh, comfortable, a little too careful, and, and it, it comes back to bite them. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I had to. I, I, so one of the reasons, one of the worst episodes of The Walking Dead is the episode where Glenn dies and he doesn't die. Oh, it yeah. is such a terrible choice that they made that he clearly ends up under a whole slew of walkers. And then he just so happened to be under some like someone crate who had or something. just killed themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone, that's right. It's that, that one guy. Yeah, the crazy guy there. who's not in the comics at all. This yeah. random person that they bring into the story at Alexandria, who, which he gets someone else killed. You know, if like a few episodes earlier, mm-hmm. maybe the previous season, I can't remember. I think maybe the end of season five, Noah. This Noah character comes in. He's not in the comics at all. Really great character. Like yeah. <clears throat> that whole storyline that he shows up in at the hospital, not in the comics at all. That's all. Oh man, I forgot about that. All uncharted territory. That was one of those moments where they take this complete detour and do this new thing. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun when they do that because I don't know what to expect. Uh, but then they introduce this Noah kid, and I'm like, oh, man, I like this kid. I like the actor. I can't think of his name. I can't think of what I've seen him in before. But mm-hmm. it was someone that when you saw him, you were like, oh, okay, I've seen, this, I've seen this guy before. And I thought, oh, man, they're going to keep this guy around. And then a few episodes later, he just gets, he gets killed in one of the most brutal ways that the show has ever done it in that, in like that turnstall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call yeah, the, that. The revolving door. Yeah, the revolving doors. And the whole reason he gets killed is because this other person um, won't, won't hold on and just gets scared. And, and, and then Glenn witnesses this happening. And, and so, yeah, this character is like trying to repay for that over the course of the, the next season. He even tries to kill Glenn at one point. It's, it's just such a weird story. And then it all ends with them stuck on a, on a like tr- huge garbage, uh, not a can, what, what would you call that? This is a big garbage dumpster. dumpster yeah. Uh, and they're surrounded by walkers and this guy is just like gives up, shoots himself and uh, falls onto Glenn and Glenn falls down and yeah, all this crazy. The whole storyline was just, it was, it was just off from the start with that Nick character. And then, I guess they just felt like he was tied to Glenn and they had to do something there. I don't know why they did that because 
they do this throughout the series, right? Of these near death experiences where you don't know if someone made it or not. And then you may see them again. You may not. You sometimes you just never know. Right. Um, and it happens in the comics too. So I'm not, I'm not faulting the show for doing that because there's definitely precedent for them to do it. Um, even Merle, you know, like at the end of episode two, they leave him on top of a, of a building and you know, he obviously cuts his own arm off to get away. And then you don't see him again until season three. Um, our man Morgan, you see him in the very first episode. He helps Rick out, you know, him and his son. You don't ever see him again until midway through season three. I think you, they run into him. He's lost his mind, lost his son. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. He just has to clear. Uh, and then you don't see him again until season six where he just seems to have somehow miraculously got his mind back. And, um, best episode. Oh man. Eastman. It, it, what, what was the name of that episode? Is it just oh, East? What is it? No, it's a good episode. Eastman. So there's, there's a season six episode that tells Morgan's backstory. Basically what happens to him between the point it's East. Here's not here. Here's not here. Okay. Um, it tells what happens to him from the point where you saw him in season three until, you know, you see him again out in the woods or whatever in, in season six. And yeah, it's maybe we'll have a little section in a little bit where we talk about our favorite episodes, but that's gotta be the near the top of the list for both of us, I would imagine. But both of us love Morgan. So that's, that's, that's one of those things. I don't even know where we're going. We, so, pro- we probably need to get to season nine at some point. I mentioned that terrible moment mm. about Glenn. Yeah. Because to me, it it made that uh, season seven premiere where Negan kills Glenn just like he did in the comics, just almost like the culmination of what was supposed to have happened. Yeah, I almost felt is it like, yeah, he shouldn't be alive anymore because you didn't earn yes that near death scene. He should have like he should have died there if that's if that's what happened. And they so they do it a little now different. We, now we can continue with the characters that should be alive, minus Abraham and. Yeah. You talked about that. So he starts with Abraham, right? He counts, you know, he does his right. little eeny, meeny, mo, mini, mo thing. And he lands on Abraham and he kills Abraham. And that's what happens in the comics, except it's Glenn. It's not Abraham because Abraham's not around anymore. And it's such a traumatic moment because you're just thinking, oh, someone's going to show up and, and stop this from happening. You know, like somebody... Somebody's going to shoot an arrow from far away or something, you know, like surely they're not going to do this. And they just absolutely do it. And then in the show, they do that to Abraham and you're thinking, well, maybe Glenn's going to get out of this thing. And then they just do this whole surprise where, you know, Daryl tries to fight Negan or whatever. And he feels like he has to punish them again. And it's just this surprise thing where he just out of nowhere, just turns and, and hits Glenn. And you're like, I I get this shock factor, but if they had just done it the way they did it in the comics, I think it would have been so and not had that whole fake out with Glenn episodes right. earlier. No, absolutely, it would have been such a more impactful moment than to have this two for one thing to just try and throw people off who know the the story in the comics. You know, I really feel like sometimes they that's what they end up doing is they're trying to give these these little morsels for people who know it's coming, but then try and do it just slightly differently. And there are moments where that's really neat, but then there are these pivotal moments like that first scene with Negan where just just do it. Just do it screen for screen uh, from the comics because that's, that's really what needed to happen. And 
yeah, that whole fake out thing with Glenn, you're just like, what are they doing? Because you know what's coming, or at least you think you know. And yeah, that was just, season six was probably a low point for me when I look at the series as a whole. But then it has, you know, some really hot points too with, you know, the Here's Not Here episode that we talked about with mm-hmm. Morgan. Let's let's jump up. We I feel like we've talked enough about the show kind of at a high level. Let's talk about season nine because there were, and, and to some degree season eight too, because there have been some hugely significant differences in the show these last two seasons with, with the all-out war with Negan and how it ends. Um, not necessarily how it ends, but things that happen along the way. Uh, and then this this opening five episodes of season nine and like you said, they they came out back at Comic Con and put this out there that this was this was it for Rick. These were his last episodes. They never do that with with actors on the show. They never come out and say that. Um, so you you knew they they wanted to get out in front of it, and they wanted to try and make it as special as they could, right? To have this this sign off. So the the number one big change that happened in the last two seasons is the death of Carl, right? Carl gets bitten in season eight during this all out war with Negan. And, um, you know, he dies and that's a huge, huge departure from the comics. He's still alive in the comics. Again, I'm like 10 issues behind. So I say that with that caveat, uh, as far as I know, he's still alive in the comics and it just, it was such a big shift because the show is about Rick and Carl to me. Like, I mean, that, that is kind of what the show is. And you get to see Carl as such a young kid and, and you, you see how he evolves over time and kind of becomes this really terrifying kid at, at points in the prison where you're like, I mean, how awful would it be to grow up in, in that world? Right. And, and how could you grow up and not be just significantly damaged um, emotionally and, and mentally living through all that? Um, and then the way his, his mom dies in season three, that's like rip your heart out awful, um, which is slightly different than how it happens in the comics. I think that was something they did better in the show. Um, but to me, the show has always been about Rick and Carl. And so for that to happen in season eight at the end, I think it was the mid season finale, right? When, when he dies or when you find out he's bitten, it, it's a huge change. And you just kind of know it after that the show has got to be different because he plays such a prominent role moving forward. And I kind of always viewed it as like this story is his to take over at some point, you know, like to me, that's just kind of where I've always saw it going in the comics is like, eventually he's going to be the next Rick or whatever, or we're going to see how he does things differently. Like how he takes over and becomes a leader or, you know, however they decide to do it. And for him to just all of a sudden be gone and, you just always wonder like what, why? And it seems like he didn't really want it to happen that way. You know, if you, if you read quotes from, from Chandler Riggs or whatever his his name is, kind of seemed like it was a surprise to him too. And then for them to immediately follow that next half season up with, Hey, we're coming back in season nine and and it's going to be Rick's last episodes. These are like monumental shifts for the story. So they do this time jump, uh, 18 months. So they don't, they don't do the full time jump that people who are familiar with the comics would expect after this big all-out war with Negan. 
Um, and it's really these last, these first five episodes to me focus on Rick trying to live out his promise to, to, to Carl. I will say the one thing I think that was great about Carl dying, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, to me was knowing ultimately that Rick would spare Negan even, even with Maggie there, right? Like Maggie, she lost her husband to this guy and he just spares him, right? Like to him, that's the way that they can move forward as and actually become a new civilization is we, can, we, we have to stop killing each other at some point, right? This is the only way we're going to be able to have a fresh start and have all these communities work together because we all need each other. Um, in the comics, that always felt a little off to me because it just felt so sudden in the comics. But with, with Carl dying in the, in the show and then having this eight-episode arc leading up to that point, I really felt like it was more earned on the show than it was in the comics line because you got this whole letter thing that Carl writes to his dad about basically telling him where he ends up in the comics, but that, that never happens, right? There's no setup for that to happen, in my opinion. But on the show, it's all there, right? It's like Carl sees it. He's, he sees this is the only way that we're going to make this thing work after this and like have lives and stop killing each other and stop battling all, all the time. Um, I felt like that moment was more earned to me on the show for Rick to say, okay, Negan's going to, we're not going to kill him. He's going to live. He's going to spend the rest of his life in a prison and, and we're going to, you know, make him pay for the things he's done. I feel like that is something the show did a lot better recently than the comics did. And there haven't been a lot of those moments for me on the show lately, but that's one big one. Um, all that to say, we find Rick in this season eight opener, 18 months later, like really trying to live out that promise, just doing everything he can to make these communities work together. Uh, even the people that were like, brutal to them before and had all the power like they're trying to involve them they're working on this project with this bridge which is not in the comics at all uh you know to keep lanes of travel open so they can trade all this stuff like he's doing everything he can to make this work and it's just it's really sad like i got really choked up in in the his next i guess it was yeah his next to last episode where he has that moment in the pit with with daryl um you know daryl's trying to like keep him from getting back to Alexandria so that Maggie can go and take out Negan and all this stuff. And, you know, he's like, if this, if, if we ruin this, like it was all for nothing, you know, everything. And, and for Carl, it was all for nothing. Like it has to mean something. It was really a powerful moment to me on the show. And I think Andrew Lincoln is just, he's a great Rick. Like, He's just so good, even on the like extreme ends where he's farmer Rick and, you know, trying not to be bad anymore and trying to just live or where he's in the church with the Terminus people, crazy Rick or biting someone's throat out, Rick. I mean, he he plays the extreme so well. And I just I love this old man, Rick, that we got here in these these five episodes. Um, I would have loved for him to stay and, and have that ongoing um, because he has such a huge role in the rest of the story. I, I don't know. It, it kind of worries me some, but I thought they did a good job setting up his, you know, his final story on the show. Um, I feel like 
I think you said this earlier about them starting to telegraph it a little bit. When they started showing this Jadis or Jadis lady, who again, she's not in the comics at all. The, the whole trash people, none of those people are in the comics. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought that was weird when they show up um, in season seven or whenever it was. Uh, and they like double, you know, run this game on him. And it's just, they're weird, right? <laughs> they're all weird. She's really weird. But when she started doing this whole thing about making contact, even back at the end of season eight mm-hmm. with, with this someone on a helicopter, and then they bring that up again, I think it was maybe episode three or somewhere around there. Like she's trying to get out, right? And they keep asking her, obviously they're doing some kind of like human trade or something. I don't know. Like it's weird. They, they ask, is it an A or a B, right? What does that mean? I don't know. Um, I just felt like when they showed that moment with her, and Gabriel, where it looked like she was going to trade him or whatever to, to get out. I just immediately knew at that moment, and I'm not like, not like trying to brag or anything, but as soon as that happened and she let him go, I was like, that's what's going to happen to Rick. And, and it seems so obvious, right, that he was going to die. Like, people don't just disappear on the show. Well, we'll talk about Maggie in a second. Um, you know, if 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 they're going to announce that he's going away, he's really got to go away, right? Like, he can't just go off somewhere and just be out there. This just doesn't work. Not with Rick Grimes, right? So I was convinced, and I'm you know, interested to know what your thoughts were when they come out like that and say that these are the last episodes. I felt like he had to die, right? I mean, what what were your thoughts on that? It's super weird. It actually made me think of how they took Morgan and jettisoned him off to a whole the, other show to Fear the Walking Dead. And at that point, I'm almost like, are they taking Rick to Fear the Walking Dead? Because that's super weird. I mean, if he's still going to be a character and he's still going to be your actor, then keep, keep him on this show. Yeah. I, I understand why you did that with Morgan because Morgan wasn't a critical character. He's a great character, but he's not a critical character. And now he can go live his best life on the West coast or wherever they're at in fear the walking dead. Now, not on the West coast anymore. (laughs) So now it was super strange. That whole helicopter thing. I just is, is it's weird. Like I really just don't get it. I, I, um, so I thought he had to die, right, coming into the season. But as soon as that stuff started happening with, with Jadis, I was like, this is totally going to, this is what's going to happen. Like, she's going to end up with him somehow, and it's going to be her way out. And so, and then that's exactly what happened. But I didn't, I didn't expect the whole announcement to come out later that he was going to do some movies, um, which I don't know if you saw any of that. Like, as soon as the episode was over, AMC put out the announcement that he's going to do three movies three Walking Dead movies for AMC. And so as Rick Grimes, I mean, like his story is going to continue, but he's not going to have to be on that schedule of the show anymore. Like Mm. he's going to do. So it's weird, right? I mean, like that's so weird. Um, I feel like I may know, you know, they're, they're all coming out and saying, you know, it's, he, you know, he's not coming back and you'll never see him again. I don't, I don't buy that for a minute. Um, I feel like based on things that happened much later in the comics, I could kind of see maybe where he could end up. And 
So that gives me some hope because I think that would be really cool for one, because I think it would mean there's a chance for the show to see him again. If it, if he does end up in fact, where I think he might be going on that helicopter. So, so I'm not as torn about it maybe as you were, um, you know, having no, no perspective of what might come next. Again, they've, Flat out said he's not, he's not going to be on the show again. I don't I don't buy it for a second. Andrew Lincoln stated plainly, I can categorically say that I will not be returning to the TV show. I don't believe it. I think he, I think it's true that he'll never be a regular on the show again. But I could see him popping up on the show again in a you know like in a guest role if they do in fact end up where I think he might be. And by that point in the show, it might be time for the show to end. You know, like, I mean, the show can't go on forever like, like the comics can. Because at some point, if the numbers dip to a certain point, it's just, it's just mathematics at that point, right? The show be- doesn't become sustainable anymore price-wise. Because I, I would imagine it's a pretty expensive show to make. Just in makeup alone, like you said earlier. Um, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it could all converge at a certain point, but they're planning. I mean, they're playing three movies. Like they're going in hard on this. Um, it, and AMC in general is, is this isn't the first we've heard of them taking a TV show and doing a movie after with, there's some, some breaking bad uh, rumors about a, a potential movie. Um, so I, to me, I feel like AMC is just, this is like a new strategy for them to take these characters that people love and, and do something a little different. Um, but yeah, I mean, as soon as the show was over, it that that all came out and I was like, all right, okay. Well, it all makes sense now. Um for them to end it like they did, have this big cliffhanger with him. Um and you know that you're still going to see more of that at some point, just not on the show. It's going to be a, a slightly different avenue. I don't care what he says. I feel like there's a way that he could a- appear on the show again in the future, and I'm really hopeful that it happens because to me he is the show. And so to take him out of the show, yes, you've got Daryl, right? Daryl's such a fan favorite. He has been since the beginning. People love him. Norman Reedus, just people are crazy about him. And I'm excited for him to have a bigger role uh, moving forward. And I, I love Michonne. I, lo- I love her too. But to me, the show is Rick Grimes. Like that, that is the show. And so, I would love it if they somehow could find a way to maybe bring him back in at the close of the show someday, whenever, whenever that happens. What did you think? I mean, you've already kind of said it just felt weird, but you didn't know, you didn't know about the whole, the whole movie deal afterwards. Yeah. No, I, I, you just, you just told me about that. What do you think about getting some more Rick Grimes? That sounds, sounds great to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. In uncharted uh, water somewhere. He's going to be, I just can't imagine that Rick with like all that experience just put in a new place and you know, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect, but I'm, I'm all on board with seeing Andrew Lincoln play Rick Grimes again. Wish it was with, you know, the other people, but no matter what he says, I think it might happen someday in the future. So that's a big, big shift, right? More so than even Carl dying. This is a huge turning point in the show because Rick, again, as far as I know, still alive in the comics. And 
the story has always been his story. I mean, they they do a good job of showing other characters and everything, but he's always been the heart of of the story and how it how it's moved throughout the different iterations. So this is a big change, right? At the end of that episode, they have this little tag where they skip ahead. You come to find out later, it's like six years because Judith, um, little, <laughs> little crazy Judith Grimes, uh, all of a sudden is like, you know, a big kid. I think they're saying she's like 10 maybe in the, in the show now. Uh, so approximately six years pass by. And they come across this group of, you know, this new group of survivors that they help out. And that is where the comics pick up after All Out War. That's exactly the two-year time jump starts right there, except it's, it's Carl who saves them and not, mm. not Judith. Interesting. And she looks just like Carl, though, now with the hat and the, you know, wearing the similar clothes as him. I do kind of like that. Like, there's a few characters in this season that you can see, oh, this is who Carl was. These are the Carl fill-ins at this point. Judith, one of them, the way she's acting. Uh, and then, of course, the introduction, not an introduction because Henry was in past seasons, but um, with Henry, uh, you know, going off to to learn how to be a blacksmith at the, at the hilltop, that's Carl in, in the story. That's what Car- Carl leaves Alexandria and his dad to go to Hilltop and become, you know, he wants to become a blacksmith or whatever. Uh, that's Carl's story. So now that you're seeing them still bring these stories about, but it's with other characters and it's just hard because I don't care about Henry. I mean, like I've enjoyed his story to some degree, but it's just hard to, to it's hard to latch on to these characters, especially when you've been Noah it a few times. <laughs> when you they did introduce characters you like and then just immediately and brutally murder them um you know i've liked henry's story about him and his brother and then morgan kind of you know becoming like a mentor to him and of course carol uh helping him out and and you know king ezekiel but he's not he's not carl and so that's hard you know he obviously has a pretty prominent role in these i guess three episodes after uh rick but I don't know, man. It's hard. And some other significant changes. Michonne kind of, Michonne's like the new leader, right? She's the new Rick, which totally on board with. Love Michonne. Um, it is bit it's a lot different. Uh in the comics, Rick doesn't end up end up with Michonne. He ends up with Andrea, which Andrea died way back in season three. Um, Andrea is a great example of a character that just didn't work on the show and just wasn't as cool as she was in the comics. And, you know, they, I don't know if that's why they dispatched of her, but I was not sad when she was dispatched of, cause she just, she just didn't fill up to that character like she did in the comics. And so really kind of Carol and Sasha sort of became Andrea as time went on. Um, but then I guess kind of Michonne now has gone into that Andrea role with how she, you know, uh, became a love interest of Rick. Um, you find out she had a kid. I mean, six years, a lot has happened in six years. I'm obviously assuming that that's Rick's child. Cause you know, they have a little moment, uh, in the, the last few episodes. These are just really big changes that they, that the hardest thing for me in these episodes after Rick has just been all the information overload that they're throwing at you 
to kind of fill you in on what's happened in six years, but not really give you enough details to understand. And then there's this whole backstory going on with the, the communities are not together. They're not, they're not together. Something has happened within that six year time span. And it doesn't seem like it happened immediately after Rick. It kind of seems like they were together for a time. And then something crazy has happened recently where they're all not really, you know, as cordial or as working together as they were. Um, and something's going on between Michonne and Maggie and Maggie's just completely MIA. Um, it's just weird. It's really hard to jump that far ahead and then have all these massive changes happening at once. I'm just having a hard time kind of processing what's, what's happened. And they're, they're sneaking some things in that aren't from the comics, like this whole rift between the communities that I just, I feel like I have no uh, reference point for what's happening right now. Right. When you have Rick Grimes, you don't have a rift. Oh, yeah. So That's true. You ha- with no Rick, you got the rift. It's either the Rick or the rift. The Rick or the rift. Choose, you got to choose one. <laughs> and uh, only one. It's just been a lot of changes all at once. And as someone who knows where the show is going to go soon, I just, I, it's kind of, I'm having a hard time seeing how they get there because they're not where they should be, if that makes sense, at, mm. the, at this point. Um, what about you? I mean, you come into this with, with fresh eyes. H- how have you processed all these, these big changes? I'd say you, I, just, I just see what's happening. I don't, I don't expect anything. I don't really anticipate anything. I'm just kind of here to see what happens in this new world that is the walking dead, certainly nominally and feels a lot like the walking dead has a lot of the same characters as the walking dead, but it's almost a completely it's, it's not a, it's not full on spinoff after that second time jump after Rick dies, doesn't die. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it, it seems like it could just be, kind of a, a mutation of a spinoff and a continuation of the show because so much has changed. Um, I mean, but it's not that different than like Frasier and Cheers and how there's similarities there, but, <laughs> all, but obviously differences, yeah. right? Um, it's just like, yeah, you go six years in the future. There's no Maggie. There's no Rick. And now Negan's coming out of... The cell because Gabriel was just totally. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. So that plays into a, a big, I mean, that's a big storyline, you know, as we head into this Whisperers War, which, you know, we'll talk about the Whisperers in a second. Um, yeah, so you've got Negan in his cell, and like him and Rick frequently have conversations, which, by the way, that first time they have a conversation, I think it was the in the premiere episode at the end when and Negan's just telling him like you're not you're just preparing this world for me like it was, it was a really cool moment between them I wish we would have had more opportunities for that and and obviously in the comics there's a lot of that him them talking to each other like he just it's almost like Negan kind of becomes a not a therapist for Rick but just 
like a, a blank wall for him to go down and just throw ideas off of. And their relationship, it changes and evolves. And I f- feel like what happens with Negan when he escapes in the comics, I don't know if that can happen on the show because you don't have Rick. Like where his storyline goes, I mean, we've already seen a, a, a pretty big turn here in, in, in the comics. The, the door gets left open. I don't remember exactly how. And he doesn't, he like gets out and then goes back in. Like he, he's actively trying to gain Rick's trust in the comics several years later. Uh, you know, because he wants to, he wants to be free. Um, but he's trying to, to show Rick that like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to come and, you know, <laughs> just take over again. Like that, that's not what I'm trying to do. But in the show, first chance he gets, he he just pieces out. I mean, that's kind of how this last episode ends, right? He's just he just gets out. And that has me concerned because I love where his story goes in the comics and like the things that happen with him, I think are really really interesting for someone that's done such horrible things and like, you know, how can he really still be a part of the story? Um, but I don't think those things can really happen because Rick's gone. And Rick is kind of the catalyst for trying to trying to integrate him into the story. Um, and I mean, it, appears, it, it seems like he's just escaping and who knows what he's going to go do. Um, one thing that, that was interesting that they did with Maggie and him, you know, in that last episode or next to last episode of Rick, I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was the last episode, Rick's last episode, where they have their moment together. Um, that happens much later in the story. Um, but I, I guess because the, of the uncertainty with, um, I can't remember her name that, that plays Maggie, uh, just the uncertainty around her contract situation. I guess they felt like they had to pull that stuff in now so they could have that moment because they don't know if she's going to come back or not. Uh, and then you see that in these last three episodes, I think they've said that she's going to be in season nine again but for some reason they decided for her to not be a part of, you know, this, this, um, storyline. They talk about her being off with Georgie. Who is, is she that lady that they ran into? She's the lady with all the records. Okay. Yeah. See, I think I know where Georgie's from. Um, that's a much later story. I'm, I'm surprised that they mentioned her because when I found out Maggie was gone, I thought maybe she would be gone to another place that, uh, that actually Michonne in, ends up going to, but now Michonne is in a different role. So anyway, it's very, they give you very limited information about where Maggie is, but um, they do leave it open for her to come back. But I feel like they also leave it open for her not to come back because, I mean, if they don't end up paying her, Lauren Cohen, that's her name, right? Uh, right. If they don't end up paying her, then she's you know probably not going to come back. There's just so many big changes happening all at once, and, and it, it makes me nervous. And then you bring in, right here at the end of, of season, the, the, the mid-season finale, you bring in this whole uh, storyline with the walkers, and are they talking? What is happening, right? Again, you come into this fresh. So I'm interested in your, you know, your opinion of, of like what's happening uh, but what did you think when that that first happens where they hear 
they think they hear whisper or they hear walkers talking. I I enjoyed essentially Eugene's postulation that well they're they're still alive. Their brain is not totally gone, so they could develop you know some communication over over years and years. Yeah. Um. So so was it disappointing to you at the end when they they just pull essentially pull off a uh, a mask uh from this person i don't know i mean it it's still it's just it's just a twist on on that same sort of thing it still gives you gives you something i mean it's not like and you don't think they would ever do this but I mean, they've, they've done certain things with the show that are just atrocious so it's not like oh uh eugene and rosita were just kind of hallucinating that one day and turns out they're not whispering. It was just, just a hoax. They're just dehydrated. Right. So, you know, it wasn't that, I mean, it actually is, it actually is something. And it's these, these whisperers, these people that are now. For some strange reason, take Walker skin and sew it and make it into a costume. Yeah. It's really creepy. I mean, it's like, it, it always surprises me when I think, well, they, they can't, what are they going to do next? You know, like in terms of a villain or some threat, like you, you would think eventually they run out of these threats. Right. And when they get to this point, it is legitimately creepy. Uh, just the thought that people would do this. I mean, I guess it's a, an interesting survival method. Um, but you come to find out more about these people later that like, it's just weird. And um, I feel like having a six-year time jump does give you leeway to kind of explain maybe or like show some backstory about these people like, that you can't, you just really can't do in the comic, the main comic series. I think there's actually been a, a side series about the Whispers. I, mm. I, I haven't seen it. It'd probably be pretty interesting because um, the more you'll find out about these people, you're just going to be like, what is going on? Um, so super creepy. I loved the kind of the visuals of this last episode. It was very like Halloween-ish, you know, like it was very horror, you know, the just the, mm-hmm. the, the fog and, and it seemed like they were kind of in some kind of cemetery type thing. I don't think it was an actual cemetery, but just the gates and stuff. I really enjoyed these visuals. But let me tell you what I did not enjoy about this final episode of this, you know, mid mid season finale. What the heck, man? Why are they killing Jesus? I'm not on board with this. That's a, that's another big shift that I'm just not, I'm not on board with. I, I guess like I'm not subscribed to any, like you've got the comics, right? You've got this, this uh, foretold future for, for the show, at yeah. least in some version, right? And I have none of that. So to me, it's just kind of, you know, as long as you don't pull a, a Glenn's dead, yeah. oh, now he's not. Jesus. As, as long Are as you sh- saying Jesus is going to raise from the dead, Philip? Is that what you're saying? You said it, not me. Um, I, I feel like as long as you earn whatever you, wh- where, wherever you want to take the story, as long as you earn it, I'll give it to you. And to me, like that scene, I love, I loved that final scene. I thought it was incredible. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is just 
going full ninja. He does all this stuff in the comics, and they've kind of shown it at times with him, but this was like, they were really showing it. It was great. And then there's that singular moment where the freaking walker, you come to find out it's a whisperer, just ducks when he tries to swing at him, and you're like, oh no. What the? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, what's going on? And then, of course, he stabs him, and Tells so him you're not supposed to be here, right? So uh, I thought I thought the way they did it was was great. I mean, t- tonight, you know, to to leave to to leave Jesus just kind of out of it, and, and whether he should should die or not. <sighs> Man, just we've lost so much the last few seasons, like significant characters, and Jesus really isn't a significant character. I mean, he's not like. Michonne, Rick level, Daryl level character. And they certainly developed him more in the comics than they've done on the show. I kind of feel like they've done a pretty poor job with him on the on the show, all things considered. Especially now to just to just take him out and, and he's not gonna have a chance to really develop. That would be my one not my one. I have several complaints, but that that's a significant complaint. Is they don't they don't do a great job developing side characters, or at least the last few seasons they haven't. They just introduce characters. There's not enough time to devote to them. And in the comic, there just is more time, right? You know, it's just a different medium. And yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of bummed about our, our good buddy, Paul Monroe, AKA Jesus. But they gave him a last pretty epic moment with his, his sweet ninja moves. And yeah, it sucked that, that he died. But oh, well, here we go. Um, oh. Another thing that bothers me. Why is Aaron looking like Thanos up there with his metal hand? Like, what is happening? Very useful. The way he was using it uh, in battle. Like, he could just stick it up to, you know, a walker and they could just gnaw on it and nothing happened. But, come on. Maybe he'll snap his fingers and everybody will come back to life. Maybe that's how it's all going to end. I need to watch some movies, don't I? You do. You do need to watch... Hey, listen. I gotta I gotta watch these Marvel movies before they're off Netflix too. Before Disney says there's no take backs. Listen, if we could find the time to meet one extra time a week, I would love to do an MCU run through. Like I would Good. love to do that. Good luck with that. Oh, man, nothing. Maybe I just need to find another person for that. Another co-host for that. That could be another podcast, I guess. I'd rather do it with you, but doesn't seem like you have the time. And you give really me, either. you give me enough time. I mean, we've got weeks that we, we could. Well, we it's could just do that. you know, there's like twenty something movies, but I do need to to watch them. April, April, uh, you know, April twentieth or whatever is not twenty sixth, not far away. So we'd have to. If we were gonna roll them out once a week, April, we'd have to really 26th. get on it. That's Avengers four. Yes, okay. Avengers Endgame. Back to the Walking Dead. Um, before we wrap up, uh, anything else you want to say about season nine and, and, and kind of where things are going? I got a question for you. Okay. I don't know who else you would ask, but (laughs) you, the listener, no, you, the co-host, would you recommend, or what's kind of the, the two sides of the argument that you see to reading the comics for anyone like me? For me or anyone like me, 
that is current with the show really enjoys it. Would you recommend binging the the comics or would you recommend I mean I, I assume you would recommend reading the comics at some point and not never reading the comics, but would you I mean to me the two ways to do that are either like I binge them right now, probably during this midseason uh break, or I read them once the show culminates, which is sometime in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think I don't know because it is fun to like kind of know what's coming, but I think I would enjoy the show so much more if I didn't know. Like I really enjoyed the first two seasons. Um, probably I would say I probably enjoyed those two seasons more than I've enjoyed the other seasons. Not that they're better necessarily, but just the, just watch the experience of watching it and not knowing and fear the walking dead only confirms this for me because I actually enjoy that show. I know it's not, super popular and you know i don't know how many walking dead fans moved over and have stayed with fear the walking dead but that show's fun to watch because i have no idea what's happening like it's all who knows you know but it's all in the same world right the same the same rules apply um and you know you get the crossover with morgan which has that show has completely rebooted itself too i would say for you that i think you're at a point now where you could read the comics, but just maybe don't go past where we're at on the show, you know, just to have not to spoil anything for yourself or potentially spoil anything. Cause I don't know. I mean, I enjoy the comics. They're very different. Um, it's <laughs> way more raw than the show is. And it's just cause it's the medium. You can get away with stuff that they can't get away with on AMC. Um, and you've had so much time removed from the early stuff that I think it would really be interesting to you to go back and read at least till like they get to Alexandria, you know, cause it's just, it's very different at times and the way they get there is very different. And just, uh, the people, you know, who, who stays around, who goes, uh, I think some of it would probably still surprise you, even knowing kind of how things happen in the show, you've probably had enough distance from it that it wouldn't all be as obvious. Um, so I would recommend, I don't say, I don't think you have to wait till the, the show's over, but maybe don't go past, maybe you read the first three compendiums, which is like, I don't know how many issues are in a compendium, but it's pretty substantial. You could definitely read the first two. I don't know about the third one yet, cause I'm not sure where that ends off, but you could definitely read the first two compendiums and not be up to where we are now. Um, that would be my recommendation for people that are interested in doing that. I just feel like I would probably enjoy the show more if I didn't, if I didn't always have that in the back of my head of like, Oh, so that's what's coming. Uh, which by the way, <laughs> there are some really crazy things coming. Um, in this, I assume in this back half, of uh, these back eight episodes, um, I kind of thought that because they, they mentioned some things in these three episodes that made me think, oh man, are they really going to get to that moment in three episodes? It just didn't seem like enough time. Um, and I think I had said something offhandedly to you and it didn't make sense to you. And after I watched the finale or the mid-season finale today, um, I know I didn't make sense to you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it was again because I don't want to ruin anything that's coming. But uh, I'll just say there's, there's some crazy stuff coming. Um, 
you know, it's going to be different because there's no Rick, there's no Carl. Um, they definitely have, um, not stand-ins, that's not the right word, but I mean, they definitely have people starting to fill those roles, but it's just not, you know, it's just not Rick or Carl. Uh, but I'm excited about Daryl, his whole thing off in the woods. I mean, he's always a wild card cause he's not, he's not in the comics at all. Like he's just not, um, there's no, there's no, uh, placeholder for him. Another wild card is Dwight. Um, they just kind of sent him off, you know, at the end of season eight, I guess it was, or not even at the full end. And that's not what happens at all. Like he kind of, he becomes the leader of the saviors after the war and is still heavily involved. And he's just, I don't know if he's ever coming back on the show. It's kind of a weird thing, right? I mean, I think it'd be interesting. I think they could have done some interesting storytelling with him and Negan and all, you know, having him around and he's just, he's just gone. Uh, it seems. And, um, Maggie, like what's going on with Maggie? Will we see her again? I don't know. Uh, there's just a lot of strange things. And then this whole friction between the communities, like we got to find out what's going on with that. The scars, uh, Michonne had scars on her back. Did you notice that? And then Daryl had the same scars on his back. Like what is going really, on? With really weird. X, yeah. X scar that doesn't just happen accidentally. That must have something to do with what happened. I guess. I mean, again, these, this is virgin territory for me because none of this stuff is in the comics. So it's, it's that, that's a little exciting, but, um, I don't know. I think this back, these back eight episodes could be really interesting and to just have that, you know, that time and, um, space away from Rick. Uh, I'm excited to see how the, how the show evolves and the whispers are some creepy people, man. How about you? Favorite characters, favorite, any moments or episodes that stick out to you? I mean, here's not here with Eastman and Morgan. Is. Not in the comics at all. Totally original storyline. Really. Barna, and, you know, it's kind of an anthology episode to a certain degree. And I, I love, I love anthology stuff like Black Mirror and, and the like, where it's just unto itself. It's an episode. It's, it's it reminds me of like a short story, which, which I really enjoy because if it's great, it's great. And I, I feel like a short story or a, or an episode like an anthology episode of something or, or a movie really to a certain extent, but it's different when it's a TV show episode anthology for some reason. It can be kind of as good as a full-on series in the American sense of a full TV show season after season after season. Like when you really hit it, like I feel like that episode does, then it's just so rich and there's so much there and it's so enjoyable in just that short amount of time. And then the great thing about, about episodes and anthology episodes is that they're not good. It's 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and yeah. you're on to the next one. You, know? you don't feel too burned. Right, right. So I, I, I love that. I love that sort of thing. So I, I love, love that episode. I, I enjoyed the governor more than I think you did. I mean, that, Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that the show handled him so much better than the comics. He's straight up lunatic in the comics. I mean, like cartoon character crazy. And in the in the show, he's he's crazy, but he's like he's a real person. Yeah, he has some humanity yeah. to and, him. 
and the that episode they do with him that's very similar, right? So it's like an anthology mm-hmm. episode too, where he has his own standalone episode showing like where he's been and what's happened to him. Um, that was great. Like I, I enjoyed. They do him way better on the show than in the comics. Um, it's sad though because in a you know he you feel like you you're pulling for him a little bit, and then I mean I think it's the name of the episode. He's just too far gone, right? Like he just can't come back, and it's it's hard. And then of course that episode's just brutal. Anyway, if if you like Herschel, it's a that's a that's a hard one. Oh, by the way. Scott Walker being in Rick's final episode. That was, that was hard. That was crazy. Um, you know, of course he died, what, a a couple months ago. And luckily they had already shot that scene with him and, and these, you know, whatever crazy visions that Rick was having and his incredible amount of blood loss. (laughs) I don't know how he survived that. Um, you know, TV wave your hand, but, uh, I love the scene with him and Shane. I love the scene with him and and uh, with Herschel. Didn't really care too much for the scene with him and Sasha, just because I didn't feel like they really had a relationship. Like to me, it should have been Lori or it should have been Carl. I don't, you know, I don't know why they did. And then they finished with Sasha, so it was just that was kind of weird to me. But anyway, that Scott Walker scene with him. Oof. I love love Herschel. Love me some Herschel. Um, man, there's just so much. The show it's just gone on for so long, and I could talk about it all day. I know I have to stop at some point, but um, glad we got to finally have an episode like this because I could just go on all the time. And uh, I'm sure our Slack will. We have a Walking Dead channel in our in our Slack. I'm sure we'll in these next eight episodes we'll be doing some talking. I need to refresh my memory a little bit on the on the comics uh, at this point in the story and uh, kind of re- remind myself what happened, what's been different. I don't, I don't know if you ever want to talk fear the walking dead, but it's interesting to almost book in from where you started is that the reason I have not yet watched more than a season and an episode or two of the, of the second season is that it's not on Netflix. Yeah. It I was think it's only, on Hulu. it was only ever on Hulu. And back when I finished The Walking, when I finished The Walking Dead and was caught up, then I started watching Fear the Walking Dead, but I had to find it through like TV.123 sites and weird streams that would throw you crazy ads and you would have to try to figure out how to get out of this ad so I can actually get to the stream. And anyways, so I did did that a little bit and then it it was just, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry there, even, even, you know, even though it's not much, but obviously it's easier to, it's easier to pop on anything that's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or a service that I have. But I have Hulu now, so... I'm surprised that you haven't jumped on, especially now that Morgan is, is there. Yeah, I, I just, you know, there's been a lot of other, other shows to be had. And, Westworld. And it's just, it's not one that I can watch with Blair, so it's, yeah. it's so tough to, tough to find. And I've got some catching up to do. So, um, I mean, looking back to the beginning of our episode... That we, that we just did. It's interesting because the way that I caught up so quickly is that it was before Blair started school and she was just working a whole lot of nights in that winter break. And so 
I just had all sorts of nights where I just I got got the kids to bed and then I would stay up way too late. I would watch. I would I would start at like like eight o'clock after I got the kids to bed, and I would be like, okay, I do like three episodes, you know, go to bed at a reasonable hour, and then like one thirty rolls around, and I'm like, when does this one end? Two fifteen. Okay, yeah, that seems like okay. I got, but this is the last one, you know. <laughs> no more after this because you gotta get up and take care of kids all day tomorrow because Blair's obviously coming home and gonna go to sleep. So, you gotta put in the, you gotta put in the time. Was it worth it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely worth it. <laughs>